Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Bienvenido. If you are able, please share this show with a friend. Leave us a nice review on the podcast player of your choice, or if you'd like to support us financially, sign up for the Companion Podcast, The St. Nicholas Project, on Gum Road. All these things really help us out. Namaste. Hello, friend. The Mystical American Patriot Society is transmitting to you from beneath 4 million cubic feet of solid granite, in the burning heart of the Yellowstone Caldera. This is a variety program for normal sandwich-eating Americans with some concerns about living in a deranged, post-Christian technocracy. So, keep your third eye on the sky and your ear to the ground, as Sumo and Smokestack connect your main brain vein to a higher plane. Are you ready? Stand by. If you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. You were you aware of that? I've I've heard of such. It's true. It's true. If you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. As uh, as Morpheus told Neo, uh, Neo said, "I thought it wasn't real," and he said, "Your mind makes it real." Mmm. 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 I don't like you know. <clears throat> I don't like Nest thermostats. First of all. I hope the viewers will... I got a mic stand. So maybe that'll be better. Oh, good. Now, I say that, it's actually the microphone is sitting on a stepladder beside me. <laughs> so something like a mic stand. But now everyone's telling me, everyone being you, that that's too far away. Yes. And that it should be more like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it should be like right there. But see, now I have to, now, when it's this close, I feel like all of my m- mouth sounds go into the <clears throat> It's part of the experience. Okay. We need the mouth sounds. Oh. All right, all the mouth sounds. Uh, yeah, I don't like this. First of all, imagine living in a world where people think AI is going to run everything, and then you have a Nest thermostat. <laughs> it's so, you know, I installed one a couple years ago. Because I I thought maybe I bought into the hype and mm-hmm. thought maybe it would be like save you some money. It would like turn off the air when you weren't there and then turn it on in preparation for when you came home. Yeah. But instead, it decides at like three in the morning to just turn off the air mm-hmm. so that you're hot all night. <clears throat> and then to in the middle of the day, just run it full blast when no one. It's it's completely uh, stupid. The Nest thermostat. I don't know if other users have the same experience. It's funny. I, every year that goes by and every new gadget, 
that comes out and they never live up to the hype ever. They never do. Yeah, they don't do anything. And then when I tried to install one on the upstairs unit, uh, all that would happen was that the emergency heat would come on all the time. Mm. Now, was that Ness's fault or was it the fault of me when I put it in? No one, no one knows really. I mean, the nest did only have a place for six wires, mm-hmm. and my former unit had a had eight, mm. and I and I jammed some together and put them in places, right? Where maybe they weren't supposed to go. Uh, but what was I to do? You know, you have eight wires, and the thing has six ports. Yeah. So I just, I just, I just cut off a few wires and hoped it would still work, and it, and it didn't. Mm. But that's not my fault. No. It's Nest's fault. That's Nest's fault. But the one downstairs, it hooked up perfectly, and it's and it's still awful. And then they're like, we're going to have robot cars. Like, well, the robot car, you're going to be like, I need to get to work. And it's like 11, 11 a.m., and it still hasn't showed up yet because it decided that it would be better for the environment that day if you didn't go. That's all that would be. So I'm I'm very I'm very skeptical of AI because of my Nest thermostat and everything else not still being smart, you know. <sighs> Are you there? Hold on, I've lost smokestack. This is the trouble. Look, now our our app we were using to communicate just shut off. I'm call, I'm trying to call him back, listener. This is the endemic of the problem. I think they do this when I insult AI. Uh, they send the computer after me to interrupt everything I'm doing. It happens way too frequently to be a coincidence. Hello? See? Okay. Yeah. The See ne- what I mean nest, about the Nest thermostat heard you talking. I anytime I insult AI, they, they send computers after me. Yeah, to just make things. But that's a fancy excuse for saying uh, Microsoft is awful mm-hmm. and just things just shut down yes. in the middle of using them. Mm-hmm. And applications just close. And Mac is no better now. They're all the same. And yeah, and then people are like, "Oh, use use Mac, use Apple," and then you use Apple, and the only and then you figure out the only reason Apple seems to work is that it doesn't let you do anything other than like it's five functions <laughs> which is to play iTunes anytime you touch a button yeah <laughs> its other functions are to constantly ask you to update iCloud yeah yeah and then to facilitate browsing on the internet but nothing else if you do it, try to do anything else it also does not work no every time i would get in my car my phone would connect to the car, and then iTunes would start playing this album from U2 that came with my phone. Yeah. That had, like, gay, some gay love scene on the cover. Yeah, and you didn't U2. even... You, and you, I don't want yeah. any of that. I don't want to hear or see that. And I had to what? end up just deleting iTunes from my phone to make it stop. Yeah, Bono's a pedophile, by the way. Pretty sure. I mean, Could just it be? Look allegedly, that allegedly. Look at that album cover. I know. It, they, he's like shirtless, like grabbing some kid. 
Yeah, like, they're all it's Stephen very Fry. Gay. Stephen Fry from uh, British Television. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Somebody yeah. had to fill old, uh, old that crazy old guy. What was his name with the hair? The British guy. Oh, Jimmy Jimmy Savile. Yeah. Somebody had to fill his shoes. The the UK. Yeah, the Jimmy Savile position. Oh, chief don't know chief this. molester. I'm the chief yeah. molester of BBC. <laughs> people, people don't know that much like Pharaoh, Jimmy Savile's actually a title. Oh. That one that one gets and acquires okay. as you go. <laughs> there always has to be one in British society, uh, because you know that's the British vice mm-hmm. is um, is buggery. Buggery is that what buggery means? Yeah, roughly, roughly, roughly okay. speaking. Interesting. I mean, not necessarily with with minors, mm-hmm. but just in general, the sexual deviancy of all sorts. Yeah, I mean, that's why they had all the boys' schools, you know. For buggers? Buggerers. Well, I mean, it's just that's all they would do. I mean, C.S. Lewis even talked about that in one of his books for like two sentences. Really? Yeah, he was like, that just what happens in all the boys' schools. Yikes. Yeah, in, in England. It has, has presumably forever, mm-hmm. because I think that's the way you you make an empire, is you just... I mean, name an empire that wasn't homosexual. I mean, good point. Right? Isn't that a? And think what, about what this. about the Austro-Hungarian Empire? Were they? Oh, were they diddlers. Look at their look at their clothes. People people are like, oh, this degeneracy among the quote unquote elites. Mm-hmm. This is a bad term. Yeah, you're playing into their story when you say that. But is new, and we used to have better, and and return to tradition. Mm-hmm. And then you look at like portraits of Renaissance and medieval kings, and they're like, uh, they're like macaroni Nancys, right? They've got long, this long, like curly, flowing hair, and they're wearing like super tight pants, and they always have their hem of their skirt pulled up so you can see their thigh in the portrait. <laughs> Which is which is very slutty if you think about it, because you had to stand there on purpose for a long time to get painted with your thigh out. It's not just like a picture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like then they and then they would wear those. This, I mean, they would. Whew, I mean, they were all. I mean, Louis King Louis of France. Yeah. Find a more gay looking guy than him. <laughs> for real, or King James of England. Yeah. You know. Who purposely tried to downplay the the language of homosexuality in the King James Bible. Not to very good effect. But he tried to change a few things here and there. Uh, it's been this way, it's been that way forever because one of the deals that you make with the Matrix to advance in the Matrix is, is to um, engage in various forms of debauchery. Mm, mm-hmm. That's why it's all. That's why the Greeks, when they had their empire, they were all making statues of gay people. Yep. And the Roman, it's just the, it's the same thing. For there's nothing new under the sun. It's the same script. For this is why people be like, uh, people be like, uh, yo, this this be 1984. You know, that's what the kids say now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the urban youths say that. And they'd be like, yo, they get on a skateboard with a go-gurt. <laughs> and, and they, 
they slide down the the hill and they're like, yo, this is like Brave New World. Word. You know? Uh, but the thing is, why would people have read Brave New World at the time if that wasn't also describing their reality? Right? It's it's people act like art is predictive. Or they think that like this is a thing that people harp on, especially like hardcore truthers. They're like they predicted it. They told you it was going to happen. Uh, this should look at this movie in 2007. They said the thing with the burr and the vaccines. And, you know, it's like it's all predictive programming. But mm-hmm. that's and it is. But it's only predictive because it's the same script over and over and over again. Like people read Brave New World when it first came out because they were also it was the same thing. So so you're saying that the the attitude toward governance was always the same but what those books were predicting was the employment of future technologies in doing what they were already doing at the time in a more primitive way yeah maybe i'm not even sure it was more primitive i mean in some ways like i mean in in some ways they got they had people even mentally controlled harder you know i mean um uh examples i don't know uh oh well i mean in like world war one they got everyone to sit in a ditch and then in periodic increments jump up and run at machine guns (laughs) i mean that's pretty hard mind control i mean yeah (laughs) i mean you i mean you could just be like you know this isn't gonna work we tried this 50 times already i'm just gonna sit in the hole for now yeah. Until you guys come up with a different strategy. Right. Instead of me stand up and run at machine guns. But people did that for like four years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then they decided. And think of this mind control where you. I mean, yesterday was the anniversary of when the United States government burned 100,000 people alive with napalm fire from the sky. Are you referring to the Tokyo firebombing? Yeah. And not 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 military people, like civilians. Most yeah. c- mostly civil women and children and elderly. Yeah. Just literally lit them on fire. And then so we do that and then we we allegedly allegedly uh blow up again two mostly civilian cities with nuclear bombs. And then they come home and say we're the good guys. Everything was fine. At least you could be like, we're, I mean, it would be, you'd be like, we're an equal bad guy mm-hmm. here. So maybe, maybe the, maybe the, the mind control used to be harder. I mean, you know what they would do to get, to get men into the World War One, right? The, the, what is it? What was it? The Order of the White Rose or the White Feather? Oh yeah. They would go around like guilt tripping men who didn't. Yeah. They World would get War pretty I. women. To wear like a white rose or something. Or no, to have white roses. And they would walk around and find men that looked like they should be in the military, like military age, but were walking around England not being machine gunned in France. Mm-hmm. And the, the populace was so brainwashed that they would see a 20-year-old man walking around London and say, Hey, you need to be being machine gunned in France. <laughs> What are you, as an Englishman, doing here in England Right. when you should be being machine-gunned to death in France? Yeah. <laughs> and they would all get mad at him. 
And they would get all the pretty women to run at him and and shame him for not for not being machine gunned in France. And they would pin a white rose on him, which was a symbol of cowardice, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And so uh then a lot of a lot of men did not want to go through that. And so they the social shame has always been a very powerful weapon against people. And so then they would rather than that, they would go and literally just for years sit and have mortar shells fall on their heads while they ate out of a a can of seven month old beans sitting in their own pile of latrine water. Uh, and if they poked their head up, a machine gun bullet would hit them in the face instead. Mm-hmm. And then they come home and they say, good job. See, it's this gas, <laughs> it's this, it's this total, like, this is the way they always do it. Yeah. It's the rug pull. It's the, it's the, it's like, it's like when you're trying to abuse a dog or something. And I know most of our listeners, uh, are not, are not, um, that NFL guy that used to fight dogs. Michael Vick. Yeah, they're not Michael Vick, so they don't know how to abuse dogs. I think Michael Vick listens, though. And I'm not so. judging you, Michael. Look. Look, Michael. I don't see what's... I mean... Look. I'm not judging you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not. This is not going to be a pro-dog fighting show. But but I used uh, we used to have animals, right? And when chickens would fight, it was extremely entertaining. True, they would just fight on their own, like two roosters. You don't have to make them fight. Yeah, and they do some cool moves. I mean, I, I remember one. There was this. There was this one. He had he had like he had like um, white plumage on the top and then black feathers on the bottom. And the other had that. He was the rooster with like the green plumage. You know. Mm-hmm. And they got in a fight, and Green Plumage Rooster did like a ninja thing where he like flapped in the air, so he was sit flying for like a half second, and like did a bicycle kick in the other guy's face. Yeah, man. And I was like, "That's awesome." So I see why people do it. All I'm saying, you know, I see the entertainment value. Don't pretend, listener, that if you were in the Roman times, you wouldn't have been interested to watch the gladiator games. It would be, it would be, it's, it's a spectacle. To see someone ripped apart by lions, or to see someone stab a lion, you know that's all I'm saying. So Michael yeah. Vick, I'm not passing judgment on Michael Vick, you know, but I'm also not pro animal torture. I think we can walk that line. You've done a great job of that this morning. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like when you want to torture an animal or a person, and you you like. Social shame, social shame, social shame. They do the thing, then you pull it away. Then they do something that... Then the opposite is they do something they know is wrong, and then you praise them for it. It's this pit and pedestal system. You put someone in the pit, then you raise them up on the pedestal. So when they do something good, you shove them down. When they do something bad, you shove them up. And this is a complete... It it just messes with people. Forever, because this this is why PTSD, in my opinion is so bad now among soldiers is because they go over there and they're like, um, you're fighting, you know, for America and for freedom. And then they end up standing in a field guarding poppy seeds and shooting children 
that someone thinks may have a bomb strapped to them. Yeah. And then they come home and they're like, and they say, you're a hero. We love you. Here's a discount to the movie theater if you put on a mask. And, uh, and then the guy is just like, I guess I'm a hero. And he want you want to accept the social praise, but you also know that it's discongruent with your actual actions on some level. You know, that's not every military person, but a lot of the, I mean, the, the mil the, the war in Afghanistan was, had a large component of like securing heroin. They're doing the same thing to medical people right now. Ex- exactly. You know, exactly. They're, they're being called, they're being called heroes. There's, there's even, there's a sign outside our vet's office that says, thank you vet heroes or whatever. You know, they're, they're, they're all brave and they're, they're making TikTok yeah. videos and, and they're, you know, they're, they're being held up as these giant heroes, sort of like a a warrior class of the medical industry. Uh, but there, things are happening like Christian nurses are being forced to participate in abortion procedures in hospitals. And, you know, not to mention all the people that were killed with ventilators uh, over the last year. Yeah. It's, and they exactly. know and they know people involved in this know in their heart what's happening. Yeah. 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 And this is why this is why doctors and nurses will be the most messed up afterwards. But, yes. Uh yeah. much like veterans are after war. Their suicide among uh doctors is is very high similarly to veterans. Is that recent or is that uh, Um I've heard about ongoing. it reported recently. I don't know how long it's been going on. Yeah, well, I mean, they've sold their soul. So this is this is what happens. So it's the two things: it's the social shame for you don't go along with it, and then you get social praise mm-hmm. if you do go along with the beast. Right? This is why they're like, uh, if you get the there's like this praise if you get the vaccine, you're a hero. And if yeah. you don't, you get the social. Shame. But what they always do, and they always will do, is then after you go down that road, then they'll flip it on its head, and then they'll be like, oh, now you're the bad guy. And then you have to do the other thing to be the good guy again. They flip it upside down mm-hmm. again. And they just go back and forth, back and forth. And it breaks people's minds, you know. Um, it, it just it just makes them totally... It, when you keep changing the... Tyranny is not so much strict rules as it is arbitrary rules. Yeah. You know, that change on a whim. And and the pressure is such that they they make you choose to do it. Yeah, but you always do. You always do it. Yeah. No one made the guy in England go to the the get machine gunned. Nobody. Right. They just social shamed him. Yeah. He could have if he was immune to the social shame. He'd be like, well, listen. Yeah, but but I understand that in four years no one's going to care, and I'm also going to still be alive and have my legs. So so many of so many of my friends right now are in a position, both in real life and you know, an, Twitter and non friends, um, mm-hmm. that they're being told that they're going to lose their job unless they get the experimental gene therapy. Yeah, um, and you know they're not. Nobody's going to come to your house with a gun, I don't think, and try to force you to do it. No, no one, no one ever will. And so, even though you know you're faced with job loss. You're still making a choice, and I'm not. I'm not trying to say that that's an easy choice, right? Or that it's not a very costly choice. Um, but it's still a choice that you're making, 
mm-hmm. that you're being forced to make. Uh, you're you know you're being locked in this cage and you got to hit button A or button B to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of them are bad. Well, I mean, I would say I would say that, but it's you're, but it's more ha- it's more dehumanizing. It's it's more abusive to make somebody choose A or B than it is to just force them at gunpoint to take it. It's it's worse this way. It is in some ways worse, but it's also in some ways better. Like I would say that you're not in the cage. For, you're you. The choice is to remain in the cage or to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. That's that's the and if you leave, there's uncertainty. That's all that it is. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't mean anything bad's going to happen to you. It it could, but it's just uncertainty. You don't know what's going to happen. But here's the thing: you don't know what's going to happen the other way either. That's true. And and you know, everybody facing. I know a lot of people in our audience are facing this choice right now. Mm-hmm. And it, b- before you choose your action, you need to realize that this isn't going to stop here. You will no. be re- you'll be required every six months or whatever to get some sort of a new shot or some other demoralizing thing that you don't that you have moral problems with, and the compromises are going to keep coming. They're going to keep. Oh yeah, coming. I mean, I mean, why you're going to be the- you're going to be forced to participate in an abortion? You know, you're you're going to be forced to take some other weird treatment. You're going to be forced to wear some gay pride flag on your. Doctors oh, for sure. On your lab coat, your ceremonial garb. So it's not like this doesn't go away when you agree to it. No, no. In fact, it's it going to worse. get worse. It's go- it's going to get worse. It gets so way worse when you, when you make I, your choice. You got to know that. You got to cop to that before you make your choice. Not only all the things that you said, but like they'll just be like, I mean, what's the rationale if you're forced to get this vaccine? You're not forced to get all the vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. Flu. And HPV, and why not get all of them? Yep. You might spread them to someone you're working with, you know, even if you have no symptoms. So mm-hmm. you may as well get all of them. Yep. And while you're there, uh, you know, the real virus is racism. They already said that last year. Yeah. As a big mantra. They could just wheel that out again. Do you, have you taken your, your, your racial sensitivity course? Yeah, that's on your app with your vaccine. Have you done your public confession of your have racial? Have you done your sin? public confession? Have you are, have you been sufficiently uh, supportive of LGBT X Y Z issues? Mm-hmm. If not, then your little your little uh, app that tells everyone you're a good boy is going to change to saying you're a bad boy, and it's no different than a bunch of women walking around trying to pin a white rose on you. It's the same tactic. It's just digital. You know, um, it's the same script forever. It's well, the same in this case, people are again. people are getting fired from their jobs. Well, so yeah, it's, but it's not be, like shame is the only consequence. Well, that's true, but people were yeah. also getting fired from their jobs in the World War One for not, you know, going to the war and or being sufficiently, uh, sufficiently uh, enthusiastic about it. Being like, should we do this? I mean, imagine being in World War One, England, and questioning the legitimacy of the the activity. Mm-hmm. It was people people did not like it. Yeah, and you got a lot of social shame. You got a lot of repercussions. You could get fired. You know, I mean, it's this, it's the same. It's the it's it goes back to ancient times. You know, it's like worship this god or we throw you in the pit. Kneel down before the statue. It's the same thing. Everyone else is doing it. You do it. Do you want to be in the king's court? 
You got to worship the king's thing. It's all it's always the same script over and over again, but but the trick is that it is um illusory. Like it is an like if you actually just trust in God, he will provide for you. Like Jesus said Amen. this. Like Jesus Jesus said this out he said, "Look, you know, why are you worried about clothes when we've clothed these flowers, which are here today and gone tomorrow, in more finer garments than than King Solomon ever had. You know, why are you worried about food? Look at the birds of the air. So, <clears throat> the thing is, I mentioned this in a tweet. Financial security is a trap. True. Because one, it doesn't exist. Yep. People just think it does. It's a, it, because, but you could get wiped out financially at any time. Your, you know, you it may seem more unlikely. But, you know, you it may accumulate medical bills. Your house could burn down. The stock market could crash. The housing market could... Like, all these things people have their wealth in can just evaporate overnight and have in our lifetime. Like, not even that long ago. Like, the 2008 crash, a lot of people's, quote-unquote, wealth just... Poof, yep. It's gone. Financial security is... a You're not... That's why the prayer is, give us this day our daily bread. Because you live in the day, and each day is sufficient for its own trouble. So don't think about, don't even worry about the tomorrow. I've never, I've never met a preacher that would take that seriously. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, you know, you got to be prudent." It's like, "Well, no, but just don't." Tomorrow will take care of itself, you know. And that's, um, because one, you can't take care of tomorrow because you don't know what's going to happen. Most of the things you think will happen will not. I mean, how many people would have predicted this situation we're in now two years ago? I mean, besides those of us that were watching uh, obscure German comic books. <laughs> where they, they mentioned explicitly what was going to happen. Or Project Runway. Or Project Runway. Yeah. Or or <laughs> the Oscar, the Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah. Or followed what Bill Gates was saying. Yeah. Or read the Georgia Guidestones. Klaus Schwab. Or yeah. Klaus Schwab. <laughs> <laughs> or paid attention in any way. But other than that. But other than that. No one could, could have, have known. Predicted? Who could have predicted, but other than that, yeah. you know? And yeah, it's like I said, it's the same script over and over again. Uh, but but let's go through. I want to, I, I have to harp on the moon landing again. Here we go. Because, because the it's moon happened. landing and now COVID. I would put COVID in it. It's not quite the same as the moon landing, but or maybe it is. If you understand what's going on there, you see, you, 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 this is like a Zen Cohen, and you instantly achieve enlightenment. When you see through it, you're like, oh, and you slap your forehead and you're like, I understand. Right? When you, when you, because it's, it's such a big cornerstone piece of the narrative, quote unquote. When you see through it, let's play the first one I, I sent you. Here we go. This is uh, Buzz Aldrin on Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Let's talk about this because this is fascinating. I remember very clearly, I think anybody who was alive at the time does. I remember my parents waking me up and we went down and we watched you guys land on the moon. No, which you was, didn't. No, you didn't. What? Because uh, uh, there wasn't any television. There wasn't anybody taking a picture. You watched animation. So you associated what you saw with... I have very hazy memories. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, well, <laughs> no, but what we saw was we all we all were gathered around you the heard, old curved you top heard radio me and listened. Talking about, uh, you know, how many feet we were going to the left and right, and then I said, contact light, engine stop, and it was a exciting. few other things, and then Neil said, 
Houston, Tranquility Base, the Eagle has landed. Man, how about that? That, that was that, very exciting. Not a bad line. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so look, he said, we saw you land on the moon, and Buzz says, no, you didn't, no, you didn't, no, you didn't. You saw an animation. There wasn't any TV cameras there. And everyone, he says this to your face, to the whole world, to all of America. And most people, it will just roll right over them. You understand? And they have to tell you. They must tell you because, well, one, that's a spiritual rule. And two, the people that do this believe that if they, that if they tell, tell you what they're doing, they offload their karmic debt for doing evil to you. Like because it's a form of consent, and it really is a form of consent. Because when you say to people, they say we saw you land on the moon, and you say no, you didn't. There weren't any TV cameras there. You saw an animation, and then you heard my voice speaking over the animation. It's just essentially what he said. I said this, and then he even says, and then Buzz says, "See it tranquilly." Great line. It's a great line in this script, isn't it? It's a great line. He never says they actually went. But the people just go, hmm? And they, and then they, they just go with it and they say, oh, what's he talking about? I don't know. They still went to the moon. See? And Buzz knows this. This is why he's an alcoholic. Because he's had to perpetuate this lie among so many people. And they will, they will, they, they always have to tell you to your face. And they do if you pay attention. If you just listen to what people are saying, you know, like they're, they're telling you right now this will not stop once you get the vaccine. It will not stop. People are like, but it doesn't gotta stop when I get it when I get the vaccine. You know. But it's it's been the same script for people just people just go because they wanna believe it. You see, they're they're giving you the thing that you want. And you wanna believe that the cosmos where man where man is like this god or whatever. You want to believe that. So Buzz Aldrin tells you. And he says, no, you didn't. And then he rolls his eyes when Conan looks at you. The title of that video on YouTube is, by the way, because they, they can't just censor it off, you know? So they have to. what they do is they give you an out. And they say, the title of the video is Buzz Aldrin tries to confuse Conan, as if he's, like, making a joke. Right, yeah, yeah. So you know, like a, but then after Buzz Aldrin says this, he says, you saw an animation. And Conan goes, well, my memory is hazy. And then Buzz looks at the TV camera and he goes, yeah, I know. And he rolls, his, he literally like rolls his eyes. Like, this is, like, I can't believe people are still doing this. And then he goes back and tells people, like, you didn't see it. You heard, an, you saw an anim, and you heard me speaking over, so he's saying, you didn't see that. There weren't any television cameras there. You saw an animation, and then you heard my voice speaking over it. And then Neil comes in with a great line. But that's all it ever was. See, and but now keep that in mind. But the whole world more or less believes it happened, right? Because the Matrix was the was is is a, is the movie was a big big truth drop to how the world works because they have to tell you again. So so the the the, the you create a false reality that people live into into this narrative. And because see, the, like fifteen percent of this show is my private arguments with number fifteen, and then I get on here and I just give my only viewpoint, so it seems like I'm right. 
<laughs> right? So number 15 and I disagree about the the degree of reality of COVID. Like he thinks it's somewhat real and released by a lab and, and so on. Even if he agrees that it's overblown and whatnot. And I said, no. I think my exact response via text message was, ha ha, no bro, it's a mirage, trust me, lol. Um, and those are our two different positions. But see, here's the thing. If you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. Do you remember, um, let's play that, let's play the last clip that I sent you. The one from the Freakonomics. So there was a period right around the time that you were, as a grad student, um, were doing all this data entry. I was uh, starting out in journalism, and you'd walk into any newsroom at the time. You walk into the New York Times, and it looked kind of like a polio ward. All these people with braces and all these setups, and they're sitting, and like the ergonomics department was having a great period of activity because it was a, it felt like an epidemic. Where'd it go? Yeah, great question. Uh, I think partly once people knew about the the damage, when it started to hurt, they stopped, they changed their setup. Um, partly a lot of it was probably psychosomatic, right? Once everyone talks about how some problem is a great way to get out of work, right? So you skip a few weeks of work by saying, I'm now I can't type on the keyboard for a few weeks. Um, I don't know. Maybe people don't work as hard as they used to. Maybe they spend all their time clicking around on Facebook and when they're supposed to be typing up their stories at the New York Times. That's another possibility. So that was the Freakonomics guys. Uh, that, on that was podcast. about carpal tunnel syndrome, right? About I, carpal tunnel syndrome. I don't think don't he you actually remember, said it. Do you remember carpal tunnel syndrome? Uh, our younger listeners may not. It was but a big around, deal for a while. It yeah. was a huge deal around the late nineties to the early two thousands. People were their hands were just broken. <laughs> we're talking From about like key, keyboard clickers. I mean, not people not that, people doing actual hard work. Right. People that would type on keyboards and click mice were were in mass. Uh, their hands would like swell up. They would go get hand surgery routinely. Yeah, from quote unquote repetitive motion injuries from typing on a keyboard. Now, now that stopped in about two thousand four, and and people recognized this like a decade later. Like, whatever happened to that? We type on keyboards more now. Mm-hmm. Uh, shouldn't there be just as much carpal? But but it all went away because it stopped being promoted as a meme. Yeah, and that's all it ever was. Like there's your your yes. If you type on a keyboard for a while, sometimes your hands get tired. Your hands do not require braces. And I, when I say like they were broken, I mean people were walking around with their hands and wrists in braces and like fingers, uh, sort of. Tied together in like a stint. Oh yeah, and, it was. And I remember that. That was wild. It was like a, a quote from the thing. It was like an epidemic, like a polio ward. Because, and that's I don't even. I, you guys aren't ready for the polio truth, but, but, <laughs> but it's like an epidemic because the Matrix gave them a thing, and they lived into the Matrix. And if you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. Once you live into the narrative, you will begin to like. I have personally, like, I used to be a hypochondriac. So I know this can happen. Like, do you remember the ice bucket challenge? No. Oh, is that where you dump the bucket of ice water over your head? Yeah, for ALS. 
Yeah, I remember that. Like the whole period that that was going on, I had ALS. Did you? I mean, not not really, but I thought I convinced myself that I did because everyone would tell you this like it can come on at any time. It comes on whenever like you can be fine one day and for years and then then one day you'll just you'll just get it. And then no one knows why. And then you're like, and like I would, my hands would shake and I'd have trouble. Like uh, sometimes if I thought about it, I have trouble like holding things. And it went on for like six months. How'd you break out of it? I just, I just, uh, oh, well, there was a moment where someone threw a baseball at me and I just reached up and caught it without thinking. And I was like, oh, right. I'm a, I'm a dummy that's convinced himself he has a neurological disorder. Mm-hmm. And then I just stopped. That sort of broke me out of it, and then it vanished completely. Like all of these, sim- and I was, I was like legitimately worried about it. And I've done this with other diseases in the past, you know, where people bring up a thing, and then you're like, oh, I, I probably, and people do that all the time because if you die in the matrix, you will die in a lot. Do you remember gluten allergies? Oh yeah, everybody was gluten intolerant. <clears throat> Everyone was, and they really were getting sick. Yeah. Again, that's the point. They would eat bread and then get ill. Uh, And by the way, during the carpal tunnel craze, if you went to the doctor with any sort of hand injury, you had carpal tunnel syndrome. Or if you said, my hand hurts. Mm -hmm. And they would diagnose everyone with carpal tunnel syndrome. And I'm not exaggerating in any way. It was like this huge thing and everyone had carpal tunnel syndrome and they would they would do a routine thing where you you have carpal tunnel let's examine the severity if it meets this much we'll reel you into surgery and we'll do a little thing on your hand and then come back and then maybe and then you'll wear a stint and then you'll be fine after a while but you gotta take it easy on the keyboard i mean it was a whole thing none of that was ever necessary or real in the quote-unquote sense that i mean real like it did happen people did get injured they did get surgeries but how does it just go away right. when people still be, because it stopped being memed at people, and when it stops being memed at people, they no longer create it. And this gets into a very strange thing of how reality works that makes people uncomfortable. But your you you live into the narrative that you write or you create or that you're that, that you accept. You mean a lot of people don't even write their own narratives; they just accept ones given to them. And you you always will live into it, you know? Um, and so, just like gluten allergies, like, seven years ago that have now mysteriously gone away, people would, like, I knew a guy, he was, he really was, like, quote-unquote gluten allergy person. Like a celiac? Like, yeah, I mean, but not really, because nobody is. <laughs> I mean, there's like one part. I mean, it's not. I don't want to say nobody. There are a few people that have some weird thing that where they can't. But but think about this. It, think about how crazy this is. That in like 2013 or whenever this started, the, the gluten allergy thing, it was like, oh wait a minute, humanity figured out they can't have bread after after thousands of years of eating bread. Yeah. Without pro- it's preposterous. It's absolutely insane. And people would come up with all these rationales like, oh, well, you know, autoimmune disorders or uh, the wheat is di- the wheat is different now, even though it doesn't seem to matter what kind you get. Or there's like the yeast has a bad f- or that makes the thing. And they just give you endless rationalizations because in anything that happens, 
there are an infinite amount of processes if you start to look. Like, the wheat is transported. It's stored in the barn. It's st- how long is it stored in the barn? At what temperature? What kind of yeast grows on it? Is there any other bacteria that might grow on it? Could it happen this way? Did it, what about your... There's an infinite amount of processes. And so you can always, you can always to justify the narrative, uh, imagine that some combination of them have changed in a way that produces the, the reality you're living. To, to escape the conclusion that this is your fault, right? Which is what everyone wants to do, is escape the conclusion that this is my fault. Mm-hmm. And so what they do, and, and, so, and so in like 2013 or whenever gluten allergies became a bad thing, uh, humanity decided that bread made them sick. Even though bread has been their staple food for, since at least Ur, you know, yeah. at least Babylon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they decided bread makes them sick now. And so I knew a guy that was really into this. And like I watched him. He 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 ate some food. And then he started to say, he started to feel sick. So was there gluten in that? And the person goes, I don't know. Turns, like his skin turned like gray, almost. Passed out on the floor, seizures, called the ambulance, the whole thing. Turns out later there wasn't even any gluten in the, in the thing. As far as we could tell. <laughs> Yeah, right, man. but but did he accept that? He goes, no. Well, there must have been gluten in it. Yeah, it must have been. Must have been. There must have been. And and so what I'm trying to get people to see is that this I, this diseases appearing in mass and then uh, vanishing in the same mass out of nowhere and and seeming to defy all the explanations around it, like. Well, wait a minute. Bread was fine until two years ago, or but people have been doing repetitive tasks with their hands since the. I mean, sewing, working on a loom. Yeah, that can uh, actually give you carpal tunnel because it's real work. <laughs> yeah, but those yeah. but those women they don't like require splints usually, or like like you know like all this stuff where like your hands like your hands can do th- it. It didn't. None of it ever made any sense. But nonetheless. Because there's an infinite amount of processes involved, there's always some justification. Just like now, like, oh, well, you know, we're still seeing cases, but they've got the vaccine. But then the vaccine, because Delta variant, can you test for Delta variant? No, doesn't matter. We're still just going to say that that's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Has anyone ever seen the Delta variant? There's a question. What what is it? Like, you know, someone somewhere supposedly is sequencing these things. And that's all you need is someone yeah. somewhere. That's yeah. all you need is someone somewhere. And that's enough to justify your reality that you're living into. Um, and so when the, and as the psychosis continues until it stops, whenever it stops, uh, people will continue to make up new rationalizations for why they're still going through symptoms uh, or or whatever. Like they'll say... Oh, it's Delta Plus now, or Epsilon, or whatever, you know? Oh, this one has an extra corona spike. Mm. That means it's, woo, you got to watch out for that one. Yep. And again, I'm not saying people don't really get sick, nor am I saying people don't even really die. Just the same way as the guy that fell over and turned gray and had to go in an ambulance because he ate something with gluten that didn't have gluten in it, or... Or every, like, newsroom turned into a polio ward for, like, five years 
because of carpal tunnel syndrome, uh, you can the, the the thing is real on one level, but it's also like if you see through the mirage, it's it's like it's like you wake up out of the matrix and then you're just the bullet comes at you and you just hold up your hand and it freezes. And it really is sort of like that because because Buzz Aldrin will tell you he's like that reality wasn't real, but people will not hear it, and that's the scare. That's the disconcerting part because it's just like in the movie when they says, "Listen, they will not listen to you, and they will fight to the death to defend the Matrix." Just like people now are like, "This is why they don't like the quote unquote unvaccinated because you walking around and not being dead is showing them the shimmering of the. Ma- it's like you're yep. being a deja vu." That the 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 thing that makes everybody so crazy is that there's someone around them that does not live according to the narrative that they are living. Yes, that's why that that's why you make them uncomfortable, is because you're like the deja vu cat appearing in the matrix, and everyone's like, "This is horrible. Everyone's dying. It's a great thing." And you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm fine. I haven't yeah. been sick at all, and I've been." And they're like, Rah! you got to get the thing. If you don't get the thing, then you can, you're showing like because if you don't get sick and you have then you have an out, you have a rational out if you got the vax, right? And like, oh, well, he didn't die because he has this. But right now they're going around like you're putting me at risk by not getting it. Like, but I thought the whole thing was that you're safe now. Why am like I'm walking around not being sick, killing yep. you. Who is protected? Like it doesn't. None of it makes any sense, nor will it. Yeah, that that's. It's amazing how people can come at you with these arguments about why you should get vaccinated when none of the facts actually work. None, none of, of the them. arguments yeah. actually make sense. It doesn't prevent infection. It doesn't do anything other than maybe reduce your symptoms. I mean, I'm just taking their line here, right? And yet, still, everyone. People must be forced by their employer at threat of job loss to take this thing that doesn't do anything. Yeah, and but but that, see that that's worldview collapse. That's that's people freaking out because you're threatening their belief system. That's what that is. It's a, uh, an emotional reaction. A hundred percent. And this is why you like things are bad, but also you should be hopeful because it's it's forcing people to wake up from the matrix in mass. True. Yeah. Um. And so a lot of people are beginning to see, to be like, to to question their reality. Now, now the side effect of that is that when that happens, the, the world collapses. Because when enough people wake up out of the matrix, it can no longer power itself. Mm-hmm. Because it runs off human power. And um, just like in the movie. And so it, it collapses. This is why we are in an apocalypse. An apocalypse means a revealing. Just like their English translation of apocalypse revelation. It's a revel- revealing a revelation. And so during an apocalypse, you see everyone for what they really are. Like, oh, Mr. Mister, um, don't tread on me flag who said he was going to always rise up with a thousand machine guns. Are you really going to do anything against government tyranny? No, you're not going to do it. You're all bluster and talk. Oh, Mr. Uh, people that really believed in the real presence of Jesus. Are you going to be upset when they ban you from uh, and everyone from taking it for five months? No, mm-hmm. you're not. So you don't really believe it, do you? Or you know, <laughs> or are you going to stand up against uh, global tyranny in the market in the proto mark of the beast? Oh no, no, no. Everyone, everyone will be revealed for exactly what they are. 
You and you will see yourself exactly what you are. And that's what happens in apocalypses. And then um the weight of that will be too much for the system, quote unquote, to handle. And it will come down. I don't know how quickly. I don't know, but but this is the end of it. Apocalypses happen at the end of something. And so what that means exactly, I'm not sure. But this this thing that the simulation keeps giving you, and I say simulation because in a sense it is, because it's a it's a it's a fake world of 2030. Like 2030 is the great is the finishing of the Great Reset. Uh, that's probably when it ends, like 2030. Like that's when this. Whatever this is, like the whatever this reality we've been in is this set of lies probably comes crashing down around that time. Um, I mean, it won't be all it'll be like a you'll notice the walls getting weaker the whole time. But then at some point there will be a it's like a, it's like a building at some point. The structure, the beams get too weak and it all comes down at once. You know, yeah, but you'll be able to see the signs of it getting weaker. You know, so um, well, let's play. A, let's play that other one from Buzz, where he's talking to the little girl. Coming up. Why has nobody been to the moon in such a long time? <laughs> That's not a, an eight-year-old's question. <laughs> That's my question. I want to know, but I think I know. Because we didn't go there, and and that's the way it happened. And and if it didn't happen, it's nice to know why it didn't happen. So, Tell me yeah. So we didn't go there, and that's the way it happened. Now, people again, people always can, they're they're able to always construe it because they're like, oh, he means we didn't go there after he did. Right? That's what he's talking about. Right. He was just trying to fool Conan when he said, you didn't see that. There, were, there weren't there were any television. And of course there weren't. How were there television cameras on the moon? Broadcast. Like, it doesn't make any sense. How do you broadcast? Even if you went, how do you broadcast from the moon in 1969? When TV barely worked. Was that supposedly... Broadcast live over television? It was supposedly broadcast live from the moon. That's, That's the could, thing. We couldn't do that today. <laughs> I know! <laughs> That's the crazy thing. Is that people are like, oh yeah, he, they said he telephoned the president from the moon. And you could hear their conversation. Like, the phone in the Oval Office rang, and he picked it up, and he said, hello, moon. <laughs> That really is what they said happened. <laughs> and Buzz Aldrin is sitting there going, no, you didn't. You saw an animation. And he just says that to your face. We didn't go there. And if we didn't go, it's nice to know why. Is that we, It didn't happen. We didn't go there. Right? And so those are very direct means that he... Because Buzz Aldrin has gotten... Well, one, they have to let truth drops happen. And two, Buzz Aldrin is an alcoholic... Uh, weighted down by the weight of his lies and he likes to throw it out there now even though he's in so deep to it now he can't it's like if a woman is cheating on you or a man is cheating on, let's say let's say ladies a man is cheating on you and he and he comes home purposely with like lipstick on his collar 
Like he's not saying it, but he also wants you to know. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a similar psychology. Like they're not brave enough to say it, but they're also feel guilt ridden about it and want to drop hints. It's this you're caught in this place. And that's sort of what Buzz is doing. And I think Buzz is also just at this point, you know, he's like 80 something. He doesn't care. Um, But he could come out tomorrow and say no one went to the moon and no one would believe him. That's true. Yeah. You know, that's the crazy bit. He could say, I never went to the moon. And he knows he could do that. That's why he's that's why he's that's why when he told Conan and Conan said, hmm, he just rolled his eyes. To the camera, and then they went back to saying, "Yeah." And then I said this and this, and and but and Neil and it was interesting that Conan tried to retcon his own story right yes, in the middle of the exactly. interview and say, "Oh, he, I mean, uh, we we listened to it on the radio." Yeah, yeah, he retconned his own story in real time to preserve the lie, the Matrix lie that he wanted to live in. Do you see? And people do this. This they've done this through the whole COVID thing. They do this over, they did this over the whole war on terror thing. They're always retconning what just happened to fit to the point where you don't even remember because the lies just stack up so much. And you're like, but wait a minute. I thought, wasn't the point that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq? No, it's the, it's the, you got to get rid of the axis of evil. Right. What's the axis of evil? It's this, it's this group of people. Yeah, you know. And, we got a, and then uh, Libya. Right, right. What's Libya got to do with it? Well, I mean, he's a brown guy and he runs the country. So. And <laughs> Do- then they Do- went in Doc there. Doc Brown they, from Back to the Future said they've got nuclear weapons. <laughs> yeah, Doc Brown. Remember that scene in Back to the Future? The Libyans. Let's, let's go shoot them. Yeah. And then, because they might have the thing. Uh, the weapons, and then they blew them up, and then they did the, the whole, and they turned the whole country, in, and they're like, whew, man, why is Libya in such bad shape? Right. <laughs> what happened? What happened over there in and Libya, then, man? That and then they're like, dumb. oh, look at the, what's, what's going on in Afghanistan? I mean, the Arab Spring, and then, what? Why are there all these refugees? Yeah. It's, I don't even know. Yeah, let's and, think, like, Kabul and, um, uh, Tripoli, like those used to be happening cities back in the eighties. Yeah, and then and then and then this is the right winger. This is where the right winger is. They say they've been fighting since biblical times. Right. Yeah. They're never gonna get any better. It's just always <laughs> like you just blew them up. Yeah. You just did that. <laughs> they were fine like five months ago, and you just blew them. You did that. It's true. But you, you see how people just yeah. This is what I mean by the matrix. It's not that we live in a computer simulation. It's that this is why simulation theory takes so much sway on people. It's that the the weight of the lies you tell yourself to to prevent you from seeing the reality you don't want to see is tremendous. And it's yeah. more than people it goes so deep that that people have trouble comprehending it. But but I'm here to tell you that it goes to a level like even you're even lying to yourself about the fact that you can't see God right now, that he's like in front of you. You've created so much of a veil. I mean, it goes super deep. Um, And they but people will retcon their own reality all the time. They will. I mean, 
the retconning of the French is a good one. Speaking of war, it's like, well, the French are run away in World War II. And the, and, and the French, meanwhile, the French like helped America. Mm-hmm. You know, but then they're like, freedom fries! <laughs> freedom fries! Yep. I, 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 and this, this, this retconning is just constant. It's ever like right now, people are like, "What? What's going on? Why is the murder rate so high in these cities that we just burned down?" Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> what's going on? Like, it must be. It must be because of Republicans and guns. Yeah, probably mean tweets. It's mean tweets, and then uh, and people and and then and then everyone acts gall like, "Why is inflation going up?" <laughs> yeah. What what's going on? Man, I just what can, like, po- what can it possibly be? Oh. And everyone meat? I mean I mean just watch what people around you do. They will retcon things so hard. They'll retcon their own life. You know, like when you hear people's stories about why their life is messed up, if you actually know someone you, that has is dysfunctional and you go and you listen to their story, it changes month to month. To where it's never their fault. It's always, well, this and I couldn't do that. And I thought five months ago you were saying you were doing that. Yeah, but you know, and the and you know, I'm not saying I'm immune to it. Everyone does this. Everyone does this, and and it's, yeah, it it's like sure. the Scooby Doo thing where they pull off the mask, you know, and they figure out who it who it really is. Yeah, except in real life, when you pull off the mask, it's just you. And you've been you've been scaring and attacking yourself the whole time, and then you say, uh, you, "Meddling kids." What, what happens is people do that and they pull off the mask. They say, "Ooh," and they put the mask back on, mm-hmm. and they pretend they never saw it. And that happens. That happens all the time. For I mean, Matrix means womb, like W O M D, womb, and you must be born again. You see the thing because you're creating. You have to come out of that. That's that's the world. The world of sin is the matrix. It's like that is this lie generation. It's, that's why. That's why there's that line in the Bible that says, "He who controls his tongue is the perfect man," because that doesn't. People think like, "Oh, that means if you don't curse." Like, no, that means is that you're not lying. Yeah. Right, and people lie to others and themselves, and to God and to nature all the time. And if you actually don't do that, um, you enter into, you come out, you become Neo. Neo, Neo, N-E-O is an anagram of one, the one, right? And it's the truth, like, Jesus wasn't pretending when he said, like, listen, if you did that, you could, like, say to the mountain, go in the ocean, and it would. He's not, that's not an exaggeration. Because he's saying, listen, you actually, like, sort of become, like, the guy that can stop bullets in real time. Like the miraculous, like this whole thing that you're just this thing that can't do anything is itself an illusion to keep you from hiding your connection to God that you you could always have at any moment if you decided, but you've decided not to because it's too painful to face your own sins. So therefore, you live in this fake reality where no, everything's just victimizing you all the time, and no, nothing good's ever going to happen, and blah, blah blah blah, and you got this and this, but you can come out of it at any time, and uh, you can stop seeing it. You know, you can stop, you can stop, you can see the code. You're like, oh, right. 
Right. Oh, yeah. I remember when I wrote that, and I remember when I retconned that, and I remembered. Right. And then you just see what you've done, and you're like, oh, right, this has all been an illusion. Yep. You know, and that's that's why the Hindus have, have said repeatedly, the world is Maya, the world is illusion. Everybody <laughs> close to the age of 40 or over needs to look back a couple decades at 9-11 and, and have an honest look. Like, what happened to America in the 10 years after 9-11? How many lies were we told and are still being told about our motivations for going to war, who was responsible, and then yeah. how did our society change? How are we in prison? We're still taking off our friggin' shoes at the airport, okay? And being sexually groped. And being groped <laughs> by, yeah. by DMV ladies at the airport yeah. over this stupid crap. Right. And so if you live through that and you can look back at that and see how ridiculous that all is, you have zero excuses for not seeing how ridiculous this all is right now. Yeah. It, yes. Um, but see, people can't. But the thing is, it's always been that. It's not new. Like the Cold War was just that the same thing. Yeah. You know, it was always like they're going to get us. It's this thing. The goalpost of what we're doing was always shifting. Mm-hmm. We have to go kill the rice farmers in Vietnam. Why? Because nuclear bombs may proliferate yeah. and the thing. And then you say, oh, well, this, did that ever happen? No, but n- n- never, actually, now that you mention it. And, and no one ever sees them go off anyway. But but still. And then, uh, and then we have to do the... We have to put sanctions on the Cuba and and starve the Cubans, and then we have to blame it on communism and pretend it's not our fault at all. I mean, like like it, communism isn't good; it's a very bad ideology, and it doesn't it does lead to less material success and a lot of poverty. But also, like when you're a little island and the big nation around you like essentially puts a naval blockade around you and sanctions you in every way, doesn't help either. Yeah, might cause a little poverty might cause a lot of poverty you might be the reason that that country is a shithole that you're now calling a shithole or at least part of the reason yeah you know and and people just you know people do this with uh africa all the time like i said like i mentioned on one show the imf and the world bank and stuff hold a lot of african countries in these tremendous debt strangleholds now yes the african countries it, just because everyone can. If you choose to come out of it, you can, right? If you choose to come out of the... Ma- so everyone's participating in the lie in some way. Um, So it's not entirely... It's like they're not innocent of this. It's not entirely their... You can't remove agency from them. But also, like, part of the reason is, like, a lot of them are still paying off debts they incurred in colonial times that they didn't even agree to. You know? And these massive... And then you're like, well, they can't ever get their stuff together. You know, and then the people just do this all the time, just ignoring their role in the thing. And then they make up something. And that's and you if you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. If you live into these narratives and they come at you and kill you, your mind will make it real and you will die just like you will have gluten allergies and really get sick. Just like your hands will really break if you're around a keyboard, just like you will really go into the hospital if you have the, the COVID thing or whatever. It will, but also it is on another level 
a mirage that you can come out of. And that sounds crazy to people. I know. But that is how... the There's a point of trutherism where you, you stop being able to communicate with normal people. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, listen. I'm listen. fast approaching it. Yeah. It's like, listen. I know, yeah, but also, this is like black magic. Like I said in the tweet, yeah, I said there's a point where you can't, you have trouble communicating with normal people. And that's somewhere between knowing the moon landing was fake and knowing that the world is run by actual black magic. And somewhere in there is where the line, I mean, think about this. If it's so real, why has no one, why is Trump not in jail? Yeah. Right? They're all like that for like years. They were like Trump has done all these criminal things, and he yeah, has it's a Russian agent. He has. I mean, it's people that defend Trump. Fine, whatever you can like Trump, but every billionaire could be got on tax fraud. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, if you if you want to, this is why they all toe the line. Really, because, anybody could be got on tax fraud. Yes, the tax code is so uh, Byzantine. That yeah. If you dug into it, probably no one is following it correctly because it's just impossible to figure out what to do. But one, especially- one of the main points of the American legal system is to be able to put anybody in jail for any reason at any time. Correct. I mean, that's that's why our laws are so crazy. Yes. And unknowable. Yeah. Right. But also, uh, Trump almost certainly committed various forms of fraud. Oh, sure. Yeah. Almost, almost certainly. And... So you could at least get him on that, if nothing else, you know. I'm sure he did break some obscure election law you could get him on. I'm sure most people – this is why all billionaires toe the line, by the way, because if they want to hammer them, they can. Mm-hmm. Because they all are cheating in some way. Yeah. Um. So why is he why, not why – did, Why did Trump go along with this whole vaccine thing when it's obviously idiotic to roll out a vaccine in record time using – Tech, new, brand new technology, right? Why did he go along with it? Why did Why did he not put Hillary in jail? You'd be in jail. Yeah. Applause. Applause. What applause. happened to lock her up? The second he gets in office, he's like, "Well, you know, you know, let's let bygones be bygones." Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Trump yeah. was also a friend of Jeffrey Epstein. They yeah. all. They all, like, like. Here's the thing: the illusion can get so strong because you you join on this team, right? Um. And you ignore the you, you retcon the reality like Trump, like people talk about Biden being a pedophile. OK, fine. Trump also said of his own daughter that she's, quote, a fine piece of ass. <laughs> right. And see, this is the thing. You can choose to see either one. And so you're yeah. I'm on team blue. I'm on team red. I will. If I'm on team blue, I will see all of the weird, creepy stuff that Trump has done legitimately. But then I will be blind to all the stuff my side has done. And the same is true on the other side. Yeah. You know? And um so I mean I mean the guy is a is a billionaire with like four wives and he owned the Miss America pageant. And there's of course he did he's done creepy stuff with women. Like of of course he has. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even uh, maybe if he even has a penis, <laughs> I'm like five percent that Donald Trump is a transsexual. I'm not sure. What? <laughs> I'm just saying I've never seen him with a beard. 
You you look through pictures of Donald Trump his entire career. Uh huh. From like, and he's been in the limelight since he was like. Some 16. guys just can't grow beards. He's never had even the hint of a stubble. Yeah. Never even the hint of a stubble. Ah, you're gonna have saying. to come at me with more than that for the. I know. Sexual I, Trump I just, well, a lot, I'm just <laughs> a lot of people in these. They. It's all the it's all the 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 weird it's all the King Louis thing, whereas like if you're in that world, the sacrifice you make is like some weird sexual thing. Mm-hmm. I have that's why I said I'm only five percent. Okay, on Donald, like I don't really think, but I'm open to the idea. I mean, people are like Michelle Obama's a man, and like yeah, maybe. I mean, there's that picture of him with some guy named Michael in Africa that looks suspicious. Um. Yeah. Well, that I mean, her back is j- totally jacked. I mean, she's got a giant dude back. You can see her like in a backless dress or whatever. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. That's but a, like, very doodly. But like, people uh, in these halls of quote unquote power, or it, they did like Lady C, who has a YouTube channel. She was she was in the English court for a while, and she married some Jamaican royalty. Anyway, she's old. She's older now, but she talks about like. She's she lives in Jamaica now, you know, like when it was a colony. And she goes, when I was a child, I was raised as a boy until I was 27 or 27 because I had and she's very vague. She had a genital abnormality. And that's true. If you look into it, a lot of these royals and rich people have quote unquote genital abnormality. It's weird. I don't know what's going on there, but something there's the, the reason they push transsexuality so hard is because it's part of their like Baphomet is like a half woman, half man, and, right. androgyny, androgyny yeah. worship. It's weird. I just just leave it there. It's something to look into. But that's why Trump is not in jail now because the system. Trump is part of the system. And that's why Hillary's not in jail because Hillary's part of the system. It's the same. It's the same matrix. And what happens is, this is the thing. Truthers get into it, right? And you can see that something's off. You're like something isn't right with this reality. Something's not making sense. And the system goes, "Oh, that's fine. Here's a bunch of prearranged alternative scripts for you to believe." COVID's not making sense. Okay, well, here, would you like the script that it's made in a lab instead of comes from a bat? Here, you can have this one. Would you like the script that it is, there's a, that they're rolling out the vaccines to sterilize you and it's like viral shedding? You can have that one. Here you go. Would you like the, would you like the script that they're trying to put microchips in you with five? Here you go. If, if you, if you, if your thing about uh, racism is it, like all this isn't making sense, you say, oh, well, you know, is it really, um, is this really a push for like, uh, for like white slavery? Here you go. You can have this script. Is this really, a push? and there's just all these scripts that they can give you alternatively. And the system is fine with that. They only pretend to be against that. Just like they pretend to be against Donald Trump and never actually do anything against him in any tangible way, despite claiming over and over again, he's literally Hitler. He's worse than Hitler. He staged an insurrection. He did all these illegal things. We need to see his tax reform. Nothing ever happens and never will because it's just another script. And so they give you all these alternative buckets. You can see there's the normie bucket. And then you think I've woken up. I'm out of the matrix. Now I'm in Zion and I'm fighting the resistance. I'm part of the resistance. You know, just like when Trump is in power, 
We're the resistance, the blue hair people. And as soon as it goes over, now they're now they're back in the matrix and they're no longer in Zion. And now the Trumpers are in Zion and they're the resistance fighting the matrix. But here's the thing. You remember in the third movie or the second movie when they're being chased and they're flying little underground spaceship? Yeah. And then Neo thinks for a second, he goes, wait a minute. And he's like looking at it and he holds out his hand and they, those robots fall down in the real world. Because mm-hmm. that's not the real world either. <laughs> that's the see that's that the people are like what happened there how did he do that and people jumped off like no the meaning of that is he's still in the matrix it just you want to wake up oh this one's detecting something's wrong let's give him another layer so that when he comes out of it he'll think he's out but he's still in right and that's all that this happened because you're just doing another ego trip you're saying now i'm the resistance i'm gonna fight the system i'm gonna correct the system i'm the hero I see what's wrong and all the sheeple don't see it. Yeah. And the IRS is, is is really a private company and and the, there's a systemic racism and colonialism is the root of all evils and the weapons of mass destruction and the co and wear the mask and get the shot but don't get the thing and now you're a you're a danger to me and I have carpal tunnel syndrome. All of that's just another layer. And to actually wake up from it, you have to say, aha. Wait a minute, though. What is the actual reality? And their actual answer is God. That's the only way out. Every other thing is another form of self-worship. Like one is, I'm in the narrative and I or, and I'm giving over all my autonomy and whatever to whoever is in the the system. And then you say, I want some autonomy back. And then then now, but the system is still governing you. This is why all the right wingers who are now like going around talking about our rulers and our elites. They're just doing this. They're just playing into the system because now they're saying, Oh, and I'm against them. And that, but you're still defined by the system. You know, if you're still fighting the system, you're still defined by this. It's, you just picked a different role to play in the same. You just picked script. a different role to play in the same simulation. That's right. And so the, the, the truth drop of the matrix movies, he comes out of it and then he's in the real world. And he's like, wait a minute. He has this moment. And when he's in the ship, he's like, Oh, this isn't real either. There's another level here. And that's that's how he can that's how he can um you have to transcend it. And that's how that's the only way he can bring peace to his own life and to the the matrix. And you can't you can't just tear down this is this is the thing. That's the only way out is love. Sounds weird. And cliche, but it's because you can't tear down the system without killing every. This is like the the parable. Like the angels are like, should we pull up the wheat? I mean, the weeds from the garden. And God's like, no, you'll pull up the wheat too, and damage it. Because that's you can't just imagine if you, imagine all the people you love and know that are completely dependent upon this system, both physically for their physical needs and their psychological needs. Most of them. If you were to pull it down, if your if your insurrection were to work, if your revolt were to work, then everyone would just die. It's like if it's like if you had a farm of farm animals, like Animal Farm, and you just ripped up the fences and said you're free, and they go out and they get eaten by wolves, or they can't find food and they starve because they're not grown up enough yet. You know, it's like you've got these little goats or these little sheep. And they haven't learned to be bighorn sheep yet. They can defend themselves and, and, and find their own food. They don't know how to do that. They're domestic sheep. They don't have their horns. And so you can't just tear down, because then they're just going to die. 
That's all that's going to happen. That's all you're going to succeed in doing is if you tear down the system, if you tear down the matrix, everyone connected to the matrix and still in need of the matrix perishes with it. Because if the matrix dies, those in it die in real life too. The reverse is true. So you can't just do that. And you can't just... And you would die also, frankly, a lot of these people would also, because your mode, your reason for living, like I'm fighting this, like imagine if Alex Jones, and I'm not, I like Alex Jones, but imagine if Alex Jones got what he wanted and all of the corruption was, was shown, brought to light and everything, what would he do? Like his whole existence and his whole means of providing for himself is attacking the system. Then there's nothing for him to do anymore. And so... Uh, you, you, that's like, it's like, what is the purpose of Zion if they were to actually beat the machines? Then they have to go up to the surface, I guess. And if they go up to the surface, it's unlivable for them. It's not really, but they can't live there because they don't know how, because they're still drawing their power by siphoning off the, the power of the system. Like in the movie where they get their powers, they've hacked in to the power lines of the matrix from the battery powered people, Right. And so they're still pulling the and the and the machines know this and they allow it to happen because this is another layer of the matrix. But they're still tied in. See, so it's it's there's only one way out of it, and you can't do it by like overthrowing them with the violence and the this. And we got the only way out of it is you just look around at people and you say, "I understand what you're going through," you know. God is real. He loves you. I love you. And I for, all the stuff you're doing, I forgive you for. It's fine. Like, you know, I you you're you're in the thing. It's that's the only way out. And that's the only thing that can reach to people. It's like, listen, you don't have to be afraid. You know. It, you don't you don't I'm I'm I'll be here for you. You know, if you if you if you do the thing, if you don't do the thing, whatever. You know, the only way out is love. That's the only way out. Everything else is a trap. It's so but you know, I I have People struggling with this, I have, they have my sympathy because it's very hard to watch people you love make decisions out of fear and yeah. harm themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is, it's very hard. It's like, even if the danger is real, mm-hmm. if you're governed by fear rather than by your love of God and your desire to obey him. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the danger is real or fake. You're still, you're still hurting yourself by being governed by that fear. Yes. And like, you know, this is, this was the thing. This is why I, I'm thankful that I went through a period of intense depression because It was it was hard to it was hard to figure out like why it was happening, but it's it was happening because I I myself was living a lot like I was living into the narrative that if you don't behave a certain way in society if you don't believe the same things if you don't do this if you don't do that that you'll be homeless or broke or or you know or your wife will leave you or your family will it's like all this stuff like if you don't if you don't like. Because this is how people get trapped in these job cycles where they're the things they hate, you know, and they're they're basically a slave. And it's because th- there's all these threats of like what will happen if you don't, 
you know, like the people like you gotta get here at nine o'clock. It's like, okay, I'll be at nine o'clock. And then and gradually as you stay there, it's like, oh well, we need you at eight thirty. And then it's like, oh, we need you now what's can you come here today? And then I know people, they started a nine to five job and now they go from like six to seven. <whistles> you know, and that ha- it's not un- unusual. Like people get locked because they're they you will continue to do the thing as long as you let people push you, they will. Because you believe these lies, right? About what's going to happen if you don't do these things. And I got to a point when I was like, well, listen, I have two options. I can either try to act like God is real and is going to take care of stuff. Or I can just crumble and die. And, and see, but it was, it sort of was like a Pascal's wager thing for me was like, well, look, either what Jesus said is real and like God is a loving father and will take care of us or he's not like, let's leave aside whether he's even exists, but just, he's either, he's either loving and exist. He's either, if he doesn't exist, then he's not loving. So he either is not loving and, and doesn't take care of us or he does. And then I got to this point where I was like, well, if, if he doesn't, then what's the point anyway? Why would I, what, what am I going to accomplish by like trying to stave off the catastrophe of like death and um, being alone and like what you're ultimately going to hit it anyway. Right. So there's only one way out. And, and once you see that, then you're, then you're, then you're free to an extent, you know, and I, I still haven't seen it as much as I need to, you know, um, but I think once you realize, like, there's really no other way out. Because people are running around just, they're terrified of death. They're terrified of this. They're, terif- they're terrified of homelessness. They're terrified of not having, they're terrified of all these things. And it's like, okay, okay. But it, if, if you don't live in a world where there is a God that, that, that is good, then what are you even accomplishing? By st- like, you're just staving off the inevitable, maybe. Yeah. Like that's all you're doing is you're just staving off the inevitable, which is that you will die alone and everything will be for nothing and has ever been for nothing. And everything you ever loved will will crumble and die and be for nothing. And all of it was for naught. And and then people are like, Why do I have anxiety and depression? See, because they're they're retconning the, even even that they're retconning like, oh it's a the chemical imbalance in my brain. I need the system that I am enslaved to to give me now pills. Like for, something like forty percent of American adults are on like antidepressants or some psychotic medication. Yeah, it's crazy. And they're like, "Well, but what?" But like, but then you go, "Well, wait a minute! Isn't this isn't this thing the very thing making you depressed?" Well, yeah, but I can't. But I'm, you know, it's. It is like Animal Farm. That's another truth drop. Like this is it's the same script forever. It's the same thing. There's nothing new under the sun. It's the same thing over and over and over again because it's the same problem, which is that people don't want to wake up and and see themselves what they are. But like so, the Animal Farm, they have to be like when you're the people are like farmed like animals now. Like they're, uh, but but the animals on a farm grow to be accustomed to their farmer. You know, like the, the, the goats and the cows enjoy being milked. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and they will run, they will run to have it happen. And the chickens, the chickens, the farmer provides them a good life until he slaughters them, you know, and that's, it's the same thing. It's like the system will provide you with the thing until, until it's time, until it doesn't need you anymore. Yeah. And then, and now you're out, you know, and if, look, 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 we need the, I mean, people, think about it. People are literally getting their shots like they're farm animals right now. They're lining up mm-hmm. to get their shot. They put, like I saw this, this lady was talking about, like, I'm not on Tinder or anything, obviously, but like she was, she was showing a video of like scrolling through potential mates on Tinder and like all of them were like fully vaccinated, got all my shots. It's like, they sound like wow. dog, dog kennel dogs <laughs> and they are, they're like dog kennel dogs. They're just, yeah. Because that's well, no one, no one will want to date me if I'm not fully vaccinated. Right, know? exactly. I will be, I'll be the, an outcast. I'll be an outcast. No one be will be unlovable. Want, and the and the thing is, it the the script will always flip on you, and then you'll have to do the other thing, you know. And it's always it's always fear. If fear is just faith in evil. You, you can't be neutral. You have to have faith in something. And there's all these promises of evil. Like, you'll be an outcast. You won't be able to travel. You won't be able to eat in a restaurant. You're, and there's all these promises of evil. Like, you're going to die. If you think, and you can believe the promises of evil, or you can believe the promises of God. Those are the two options. You can't be neutral and believe nothing. People, yeah. this a zit, the Zen monk that doesn't have any opinions is not real. That doesn't happen. You, you, that person is just dead if you don't have a bit, if you don't have desires and a bit. So you can't, you can have faith in evil or you can have faith in, and you will get, that's the thing. You will get the narrative you live into. Absolutely. This is why you have to, I, I, I'm, I've been big on thinking recently. You have to graduate past it. Like you have to get like this, this, this thing like right wingers get into this now left wingers got into it when trump was in the presidency but it's the same thing it is where you like you this outrage machine you know where you're going like oh well they're doing this now and they're doing did you hear about that and then you know we're doing this and look look at all that and look at the the, the, the is this america sign. is this america now is this america <laughs> and the pedophilia it's like i think guys i think we all get how bad it can be now yeah like we're just beating a dead horse now. Yeah. Like Black Pill Devin Stack. Like he's just always talking about yeah. how it's bad like it news is. Newsflash, the world is evil. Yeah, newsflash. The, the world is fallen. Sorry. See, this is and this is the thing. Like you go to these people, uh, like there's there's different kinds of um conspiracy shows or truth or shows or whatever. And you listen to them, and there's a time in your life when that's for you. Like when you're first sort of starting to question things, that may be where you go, and that's okay. But you can't stay there. Yeah, you got to get, you got to graduate. You can't get stuck in the like when you're first starting to question things. There will be like fear, and there will be uncertainty, and there will be anger at being lied to, and 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 realizing things about yourself and that you've lied to yourself. That's perfectly natural. Okay, but you can't. Eventually, get... your response when some horror is revealed. Eventually, your response need to be well. I mean, yeah. What yeah. did you expect? What did you? But also, you need to. You have to graduate past it, where you get like. 
instead of doesn't instead of down. Out, instead of just living in outrage. Yeah, it doesn't weigh you down anymore. You have to move because yeah. you you can't. That's a, just another cycle. You're getting trapped in an anger cycle, or a depression cycle, or a fear cycle, or a black pill cycle, or a lying to yourself cycle. I think that's the first yes. one. The first. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I I had uh, it was a good litmus test. Um, a project I've been working on for years now. Um, failed spectacularly due uh-huh. to mo- mostly my own error. Sure, right, sure. And the people uh, around me in my personal life, it was just really interesting to see different people's reaction to it. When I would basically say, "Yeah, I failed in this mm-hmm. big thing," um, some people would say, "I'm really sorry. I know that's a bummer. You know mm-hmm. that you failed." Sorry, dude. Yeah. Um, and just sort of, you know, accept it and be sympathetic and offer some encouragement or whatever. Like, you know, you, you'll learn something from it and, you you know, which this is how I take it. Like, I'm going to learn something from it. But then other people um, will say, no, you didn't fail. Mm-hmm. You're, it, it, it wasn't a failure. Yeah. And, and it's weird because it was a failure. Mm-hmm. And that happens. You know, sometimes you fail, but, but it's like people were trying to create this fake story for me. They're like, no, I don't want the fake story. I want the real story, which is I failed Mm -hmm. because I want to learn and grow from this so that next time I will do better at whatever I'm doing. And, and it's like, they don't even want me to have failed in their story. Correct. Which is sweet. You know, mm-hmm. it's they, because they care, I guess. Mm-hmm. But still, we got to we got to do better than that with our grip of a reality. Uh, if we're going to make it. You see this all the time. I mean, this is how this is how like mob boss wives wives get through it. Yeah, they like they just the money's coming in and you're a construction worker. We got a lot of money. It's like, yeah, the boss just really likes me. And, you know, on some, but she doesn't want to believe that about the man she's chosen and is with because that reflects better. So she just, no, that's not what that is. And like your friends or like your family, they're like, no, you didn't fail because if you fail, that's something bad on me. Or think about, think about this one. This is a great reason. Simone Biles. She's like, she quits. And yeah. I'm not even making a thing about if it's good or bad, whatever. I don't, care that much about the olympics but when people are like no she didn't quit and she's a hero like no wait a minute but she, objectively she did yeah, quit though. she did she quit you can say <laughs> that it's for good reasons there are good yeah. reasons to quit things yeah right that's there are good reasons to quit things like if she was like uh i'm just in a i'm just in a shitty gymnastics headspace today yeah and if I do this, I'm gonna get hurt. Yeah, Fine, it's like fair. The just justified quitting doesn't make it a victory, though. <sighs> doesn't make it a victory, and also you have to own it and just say, "I'm just, I just suck today." Yeah, that's fine. Every every professional athlete has days they suck on. Everyone does. Yeah, and so you just, but don't, but then you're like, oh, it's a, it's mental health, and I have to be. I'm strong woman for. It's like just say I suck today. That's fine. Like, just admit, like, just be like, today I'm shit. And tomorrow, I won't always be because I know what I'm capable of. But, like, Mark McGuire had days he couldn't hit the ball. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, everybody 
Tom Brady has days that his throwing is off. It's fine, right? It always will happen. But then when you lie about it and be like, none of this is my fault. I've got the twisties. What? What? This is a new word you just made up. What are the twisties? That's what she said she had, which is a thing where gymnastic gymnasts get like confused about where they are in space or something, and they don't land properly. Like, okay, that's just called being messed up. It's not like a disease. You catch it's like I'm not like if I play ukulele, I'm just playing bad. I'm not like I have the the shaky hands or something. Like I just yeah, like don't don't, I don't pathologize know. everything bad that happens. Right, just accept yeah. that you because that is, and then the whole the whole country was like, "This is great, it's good." And she didn't quit, and we didn't, we did, and like we saw that America's not doing the hottest this year. No, and so now people are like, "Well, you know, gold medals don't mean anything anyway," and blah blah blah. They just, re- but if they'd won, they'd mean in the world. They'd be like, "Look at how great this is." Yeah, this means we're still people are just constantly retconning their own insufficiencies. Um, because, and if you start to just admit them to yourself, like one at a time, you will begin to come out of the matrix. And you, you, when you, when Buzz Aldrin says to you, to your face, you did not see us land on the moon. You saw an animation and then you heard my voice speaking over it. You will hear that for what it is. When he says there were no TV cameras there. Cause of course, there, of course there weren't. <laughs> like, of course that when he says that you will be like, Oh, Right. Or when they say, look, these shots, we're not, we're never going back to the way it was. There's the new normal. Yeah. You'll hear that and be like, oh, okay, I see where the script is going. But other people will not hear it. And they can't, they will retcon it in real time, just like Conan did, just like we've all done with the war on terror, with the thing. It's, you know, but here's the good news you can be the Neo, you can wake up out of the Matrix. In a very well, it's just like Jesus said it was, and it, and and you can do that, and it is not easy. It's very uncomfortable, and things get weird. You know, things get a little weird. You you the 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 reality begins to look a lot different. But I guess the main takeaway is don't fall that don't come out of the matrix, quote unquote, just to end up in the second layer where now you're the resistance and you're fine. You're just going on in this fear loop and this thing. And I know the truth about race and IQ. And why don't you? And what about the Jews? And <laughs> and the, see, people just get in these loops. Yeah. And, and, and because they're just they're just constantly, it's like, well, that was wrong. But then this other thing that the system spit me out into, this is the right one. See? And is it suspicious that they never actually challenge it in any way? They just let it exist as like the second underground that... That is uh, allegedly like awful, but also permitted to uh, perpetuate it, everything it thinks on Twitter all the time. Like on one level, it is this is these are actual Nazis preparing a genocide, and they're horrible people. But but also, you know, they're yeah, you know, just let them just let them keep going, and occasionally we'll ban one of them just for yeah. optics purposes, <laughs> but. But they'll the the subculture will continue to flourish all the time, and it, and at some point when it gets large enough, we'll flip the script. We'll make that the culture. The other people will be the subculture, but they're all still in the system, mm-hmm. and they're all still on the farm, and they're all still being milked. You know, and that's the way you you have to graduate past it. You can't just be stuck 
in these loops of carpal tunnel gluten COVID. You know? <sighs> so, anyway. Hey, uh, before hey. we go, do we have any mail? mail? Oh, and thank you to everyone that's uh, supporting us in all the ways you are. People that signed up for St. Nicholas Project and leaving reviews and comments on your favorite podcasting app of choice. That helps us a lot. Telling a friend about the show helps us a lot. It's all very helpful. You're all great helpers. You're like Santa's little helpers, honestly. Uh, I don't, I don't have any mail. But you sent me some text messages of mail. Did I? Over like the past three weeks. Hang on a second. Uh oh, you had a song suggestion from Skipper. Yeah, see, uh, things that would have been helpful to know before the revolution by Father John Misty. I will look at that. Thank you, Skipper Mitchell. Um, thank you for that song suggestion. He says it is uh, a song I would approve of the sarcasm and witticism of, probably. I will try to perform that next time. Things that would have been helpful to know before the re- revolution. Um, oh, uh, someone named But Why uh said the subject of his mail was epistemic framework message over the past 80ish episodes it seems that sumo has an epistemological epistemological foundation that is centered upon what he deems rational or compelling to him rather than any objective standard can y'all discuss this in a future episode uh i think we answered that on this show don't you yeah maybe maybe let's just say we did sure that the the answer to your question was uh, um what well, what else you going to do right i mean i he's the, like, the what, epistemic what? framework is that we're all sitting before the face of god yeah and that we're telling lies to ourselves yeah uh, there you go oh here's another one uh carlito briganti Br- we did while while you were um while you were handling business, we uh, we answered Carlito's email in your in your absence. But oh, okay, Carlito, okay. But Carlito is uh, is rocking some big life improvements right now, uh, and um, terrific. And he and he sends his thanks for some inspiration. But hey, Carlito, uh, reach back out and let us know how you're doing, buddy. Your email didn't work, so you know. You gotta, oh yeah, that you was the guy who gave us an email that didn't work. Yeah. Uh, hope you, hope so, you're doing well, bro. And so I think. Uh, was that all of them? I think we may have caught up on our mail. People that sent us mail, you I think me, so. John sent me- John sent me a video link. I got your link, John. I haven't watched it yet, but I I will get caught up on that too. Thank you for sending it. Yeah. Um, oh, hold on. Um, someone said. Oh, oh, someone sent us an email. Keith Christmas. Mm-hmm. I heard you mention that a possible show on Boiler Room. We might talk about men who stare at goats. That's exciting for me. That hasn't happened yet. Sorry. <laughs> We I do, don't know that it ever t- will. I, I like to tease t- things and never do it. Never deliver. <laughs> I like to tease and then never, ever deliver. Yeah. Like people were asking for a Bad Trouble t-shirt. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then no. No. I mean, I think we could still maybe. but it We, just we do need yet. some new. We need to do another run of merch. We um, do need another run, run of merch. Maybe a Coyote Mindset merch. We, we still haven't broken even on the first run, but I guess this is a charity mission. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. Um, yeah. Don't say we we never did anything for you losers out there. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to attack our own listeners all the time. No, I, I think we should do a control group T-shirt. 
It says it's okay. I'm part of the control group. Oh yeah. Like you're not you're not being experimented upon because you're in the control group. You see. Yeah, I think, I think that would be group. good merch. I'm in the control group. I don't know if you have uh, any merch. I, uh, unfortunately, I think I've seen someone us. with that shirt already. Really? Yeah, they stole it from me. Unfortunately, I think so. Like I saw a guy the other day wearing a Bigfoot shirt that said "Social Distancing Champion." <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, it's pretty good. Uh, uh, Polly Valent, this was a while ago, said, "Greetings from Newcastle upon Tyne." Oh and yeah, I'm that was ur- way back. I'm an urban mystic astrologer. Hey, Polly, trying not to go mad. You guys are keeping me sane. Thank you. Hello. Um. So yeah, I think that's that's mailbag that's deep mail. cuts right there. That's the mail. Uh, then there's a lot of pictures of spacesuits. Uh, Sumo's just scrolling through his text conversation with me right now. Yeah, he sends me all the mail via text message because that's the only way I get anything. I don't, I don't check my own email. I got an email uh, the other day from someone asking me to do a to like um, go potentially run for office or something. Don't do it from this from this group of people that are like running. Um, I don't know what you call it. One of these political political groups where they get together and have dinners and then talk about things. Mm-hmm. And then I only found out about it like three weeks later from a text message. Like, like, did you get that email? I'm like, no, I don't look at my email. I just, <laughs> I give people my email. <laughs> like, what's your email? And I give them to them. And then I never, ever look at it ever. Sometimes you don't look at your text either. I don't look at my text. <laughs> I, I, I have, I have, oh, what was it? Last on Gmail I checked. I opened it the other day and I have like something like it. If you do it, if you do it long enough, it stops telling you the number and just replaces it with a letter like five M, like five million unread messages or something. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I don't know what any of it is. And occasionally, if someone sends me, I just search for it and see if they sent it later. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So anyway, that's another uh, lie we tell ourselves that you have to keep your inbox clear. Yeah, you're no. just a slave to Gmail if you do that. You're sitting there clearing I, spam for hours every day. It's that's no way to live, man. Mm-mm. Another thing that's a lot is that you have to do computer updates. I've just been clicking on Remind Me Tomorrow for ten years. Same, and it's just it's fine. I mean, sometimes I'll try to do something like I tried to install Python three on my computer the other day because I had to run a program and it was like your operating system's too old. For this, I was trying to use um, Homebrew, you know, the, the, but it didn't. So I had to get another one and then go through the whole thing. But it's it, it mostly is fine. Anyway, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Are we are we wrapping the show now? I don't know. Are we? How long have we been doing this? Well, we're only at an hour forty six. You know how the audience gets testy if we don't go to two hours. Okay, um, fine. <laughs> Let's go to two hours then. Are we doing this thing? Are we doing yeah, this we're gonna thing? Do right it. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. <laughs> we're going to go something completely non sequitur. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, well, if it doesn't go well, I'll just go back and retcon our show to an hour and 45 minutes. Okay. I t- well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to tease what we're going to talk about next week. I think. Ooh. And then not do it. Okay. Um, no, I think I'm going to do it. I plan to do it today, but we went so long with the Matrix thing. I didn't think I would... Get that in depth into the matrix because I didn't know if you guys could handle it, but maybe you can. Maybe you can. Uh, we're going to talk about the Invisible Rainbow. Are you familiar? No. The Invisible Rainbow is a little book by a uh, 
by a little scientist. Um, I'm not sure if he's actually physically little. Um, named Arthur. Um, what's his name? Istenberg. Mm-hmm. Which makes me very suspicious of him. <laughs> you with the Arthur. names again, man. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying. <laughs> Who's named Arthur Fistenberg? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean should I have a, we should have him on as a guest. <laughs> oh, it's Firstenberg. Firstenberg. First, first, okay. Anyway, that's Arthur better. Firstenberg. Yeah, that's a lot better. Uh, He's probably a real person. He's probably a real person. It is a history of electricity and life. So he's going through... You got the rainbow, which is the visible spectrum, and then he's talking about... All the rest of the spectrum that's around us all the time. Mm-hmm. And what effects that may have on uh, life, like, and human beings. Like, um, do you remember colony collapse syndrome? About the bees, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that that exact same thing happened? One for one. colony. They, they called it a different thing. They called it hive disappearance mm-hmm. uh, in... Uh, in in 1913, when they rolled out the big radio towers. Oh, weird. And then after about two years or three years, the bees seemed to adapt to it. And uh, he notes that the colony collapse syndrome happened in our time, about the same exact time they rolled out 4G. I don't know. It's a coincidence, isn't it? Maybe maybe that has something to do with it. Um, he talks about... Uh, it's basically a book about like is is there any truth behind this idea that like EMF radiation all around us is causing issues, and uh, it does seem like it should cause something. Mm-hmm. I don't know about issues, but there's a lot of uh, various radiations around our bodies right now all the time that were not here 200 years ago. Yeah, or 100 like a lot, and so this book is an exploration of. Can any, and if so, how many modern ills be traced back to to this? Like, does this get into like resonances of certain parts of the body and areas of the body? And all that a little stuff? bit, but it's yeah. not. It's more of a. It's more of an. Uh, it, it doesn't go into the exact explanation. He's just drawing. He's just okay. like, look at when this happened, and look at when this happened. Okay, this cool. Is worth further study. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, he's not exactly sure how it occurs, right? But you know, um, uh, well. When 4G rolled out, we had colony collapse syndrome. And you know what we also had? Swine flu. Same Ah, time. Weird. When 3G rolled out, you know what we also had? Bird flu. When 5G rolled out, we also have coronavirus. It's just an interesting, it's just an interesting coincidence. I'm not sure if that, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really believe in the 5G conspiracy myself. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying that is an interesting thing to note. It's a little funny how they line up like that. It's a little funny how they line up like that. It's a little funny how the Spanish flu lined up with the intense rollout of giant radio towers during World War One, all across the globe. Um, it's it's interesting that the flu has historically been associated with uh, so- sunspots and solar output, uh, and still is, by the way. Anytime there's a solar maximum, there's a flu epidemic. It's been true for the past thousand years. Really? It's not even a, cons- not even a conspiracy theory. That's noted in mainstream um, medical journals. They're, they're not quite sure why. They give all the different 
hypotheses as to why. But, you know, maybe, 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 and I don't really buy this book that much, but but it is worth thinking about. Maybe there is um, an EMF component to diseases or to dysfunctions. Like, um, did you know that anxiety disorder was never clinically a thing that people would would talk about. It was invented about the exact same time that people started putting uh, electric wires in their house. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, because the idea is the idea is like if there there's so, so because here is a thing that is true is that your body does emit uh, frequencies of light that you cannot see. True. It emits it emits radio waves and in small amounts, obviously. Mm-hmm. But perhaps, perhaps this is one of the ways that physical organisms communicate. Like if someone is feeling anxious beside you and they are radiating these frequencies out. Like the, and we know that people can produce like radio. This is the whole thing of how MRIs work, you know, magnetic resonance. Yeah. They flip your that they, they flip the magnetic uh, poles of your protons up and down and give you, and it causes radio waves to be emitted when the energy drops down. That happens naturally too. So, so uh, if, uh, when you are anxious, perhaps this isn't proven, but maybe one of the ways that you pick up sympathetically that people are anxious, like when people are nervous around you, you begin to feel nervous Maybe your skin or your body is in some way picking up on their emissions in a way that we don't understand, in a primitive form of communication, maybe that lower life forms still use, that it's making you anxious. And maybe all of this electricity around us all the time is sending out similar signals that are causing us to have heightened levels of anxiety all the time. I don't know. So it's worth thinking about. Um, It's worth trying. Like, maybe this is why... Depression isn't a thing in in extremely poor third world countries where they're not surrounded by electricity all the time. Like people think it's the modern pace of life, and like being connected all the time and like seeing doom scrolling and 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 having blue light and not getting a good sleep schedule. Maybe it's just the electricity itself. Hmm. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um, also, this is a big one. Flu in its modern form. Did not exist before uh, uh, electricity. Weird. If you look in the records, like flu after when people started putting an electric power into their homes, flu became a seasonal event. It came around every year, more or less. Some years were more worse than others, right? But it had a season. Prior to this, and you can look at the number of flu cases and the graph is very intense and sharp, where after electricity, it stays at this elevated level all the time. Beforehand, it's basically zero except for spikes. So you'd have flu epidemics that would occur. Sometimes they'd be spaced about 500, I mean, uh, 100 years apart. Like there was, there was a period of 100 years in Europe where there was no flu, uh, basically zero flu cases. And then all of a sudden, flu shows up and it, you know, hurts, it ravages the countryside for a while, and then it goes away again and doesn't come back for 20 years. And so, flu took on a, se- a yearly annual seasonal thing, which is sort of omnipresent in the background, only after electricity was introduced into the modern life. Which that is true. So, um, why? 
I don't know. But it's worth thinking about, the invisible rainbow. And maybe some of these things that we're doing. He goes into a lot of the early history of the development of electricity and when people were trying to use it for medical purposes. And like when they noted... Because today, if you're trying to isolate the effects of electric waves on people, you're basically like a fish trying to isolate the effects of water. Yeah. It's like everywhere. I mean, there's probably pockets of there's pockets of humanity that exist without it still, but they're small and you gotta go to a lot of effort to like study them. But researchers in say the mid eighteen hundreds, the early or the late seventeen hundreds when they're just getting electricity like figuring out ways to produce it like like ben franklin and like rubbing glass to produce static and stuff and those people were in more of a position to study the effects of electric uh things on the body electric waves current because they were the only sources their patients and subjects would ever experience electricity and they reported some very interesting side effects that maybe we've adapted to and have completely gone away now, or maybe are just there all the time in sort of a low level background when they didn't used to be. Yeah. Um, like <clears throat> doctors, when electricity was first being attempted to be used, cause there was a period of things where electricians were like uh, chiropractors. <laughs> they called themselves electricians. They didn't install wiring in your house. They, um, Although eventually those same people became the people that installed wiring in your house and now they exclusively do that. But they used to apply there was your main doctors and then you could go to the electrician and you can see why people maybe would because if you went to the doctor they would uh, try to bleed you or put leeches on you or something. Yeah. Um, and so instead you could go to the electrician and it's the same today. If you go to the doctor they'll try to uh, fuse your spine together with a metal rod or put a ventilator down your throat. So people just go, well, maybe I'll just go to the chiropractor and see if he can help me. Because the other guy wants to, like, fuse my spine yeah. together. And people are like, why do people keep going to quacks? Yep. It's like, I don't know. Maybe because maybe because your thing is like some weird torture where people can't turn their neck afterwards. Or they're like, hey, no matter what your problem is, you're going to have to be on drugs for the rest of your life. Here's your drugs. Yeah. It's like, well, I know. And, you know, it's like maybe doctor, you know, and every doctor knows this. Like, you guys know that if you just made antibiotics and steroids over the counter, you guys would be useless, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> 90% of what people go to you for is just to get a prescription for antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Or like a steroid pill so they can feel better. If that was just over the counter, you guys are not useful for, like, most cases. It's like surgery things. And they're still useful, but like 90% of the jobs would go away. Anywho, um, that's why people still go to the chiropractor today, because the the things they do in the hospital are somewhat uh, medieval when you begin to actually think about it. <clears throat> I mean, we complain about medieval um, medicine, you know, and then we're like, but chemo. Yeah. We're going to like literally poison you. Yep. Yep. And then like, it's it's just, you know, I mean, it has, has anything really changed that much? Anywho. Uh. And so some of these people that went to the electricians of the past would, um, I mean, they would they they would do things. One of the guys who received the Nobel Prize and is actually the father of modern neurology. Uh, did you know that he restored hearing to something like a hundred deaf people simply by using like one volt of electricity into what? the inner ear, ear canal? 
with like a tiny amount of current. It was crazy what they would report happening. Maybe it's because people were so sensitive to electricity because they'd never experienced it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's something that could still be done. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a morphic resonance thing where like there was, as this new thing came in, they didn't know how to, reality was still trying to figure out how it worked. I'm not sure, but there's a lot of fun stories in there. Like, uh, like, uh, used to monasteries would line up over a mile across with other monasteries and they'd all hold hands and then touch a lightning rod together just to experience electricity. <laughs> Cause it was this new thing. And the people were like, it, it's like if you went and we're all going to hold hands. And when I touch this thing, we're all going to go pow. And they'd be like, this is amazing. And so people used to just line up. The original electricians were just there as a novelty thing. You would go and you would, they sold electric kisses. So you could come with your girlfriend or your wife and she would stand on the thing, and then you would stand on, like, the ground or whatever. And then she would hold this thing, this piece of metal, and then she would kiss you, and you'd get a pop. And it was like a novelty thing that you would go to the shop for. Like, you would go, and you'd get your candy and whatever. Oh, and we have electric kisses over here. And you would go, and he'd turn this crank to make static. And then you would kiss each other, and you'd get an electric shock. I did that to my entire high school class at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's how electricity started, and now it is this other thing. And uh, but it, it was interesting to note the reported effects of people receiving these electric kisses. Hmm. So anyway, I think we've done two hours now. Yeah, our listeners, sh- our listeners should be satisfied. If they're not, they're ingrates mm-hmm. who deserve deserve the full wrath of Allah <laughs> upon their heads. can't get too long or you know they'll get used to an hour and a half or whatever or two hours and a half and it'll just yeah keep, it'll keep they growing keep out going of control it just we'll keeps just going never up. stop right. broadcasting that's when we just have to we have to do a purge and genocide all of our listeners and start over with a new crop they have no expectations we should do that anyway mm-hmm. we're gonna have a map meetup one day yeah where they just but they come into a room you gonna throw you all in a wood chipper and the doors shut you yeah. know <laughs> The room starts then, to fill with fog. <laughs> up on the screen is just like this uh, projection of Schindler's List. And we're, and we're just like laughing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Watch your back, listeners. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.